0: Well, she wanted that comfort food, that good old Twin Peaks comfort she's like, food.
1: She's like, I'd like some saltines and apple butter, and I'd also like to wash my hands. Is that offer still on the table?
2: Fellas, <laughs> don't drink that coffee. Oh. <laughs>
1: Let's
0: dive, let's talk about the Peaks. Yeah, dude, let's do
1: it. You watched this, you watch this I, one?
0: I did a couple days ago. Um, I think that this was probably one of those episodes you were talking about when you were saying there's a lot of filler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I wouldn't say this is the best episode, but I don't. we haven't actually really gotten to the filler yet. Oh, okay. I mean, the, I,
0: there was obviously things in this episode that I think were explained, like needed to be explained or, sure. or touched upon. Sure. But yeah, I felt there was a lot of things I could care less about.
1: Yeah, I there's some moments in this one that I also uh, – I was l- longing for the next scene. I mean, th- like this show and like with any show, you're going to have these mm-hmm. kind of crucial – episodes and then you have the ones that kind of fill in the dots to get there so mm-hmm. there's a lot going on here but um you know why don't we just dive right in this is uh season two this is episode three the german title for this one is uh the man behind the glass which i would i guess we're assuming that's um harold smith is the man behind the glass I took me a little bit of time to like what is that what are they talking about like because he was it, behind a window? Because he's the guy behind the window, right? Yeah, I guess so. I
0: guess I was thinking it would be the girl who works in the police station. But
1: I guess that would be the general man, you know? Because well, you know,
0: Germans don't. They don't, they didn't translate.
1: Yeah. But she doesn't have a lot to do with this one, does she? No. I guess she's working on Scrabble. And she's also, she has a meeting with that guy. She does. Let's, we'll, we'll get into all that okay. when it's time. All right. Um,. Then. This uh, episode was written by Bob Angles, who had written an episode in season one. That he wrote the episode that was called The one Arm Man. The father remember, of Laura. Yes, Laura Angles. Um, who's Laura Angles again? She's an Isn't author,
0: right? No, it's like, oh yeah, didn't she do Little House on the Prairie, Laura Angles? I think so,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob Angles is really old.
0: Yeah, it was really, um, really old.
1: And then... Uh, if you
0: couldn't tell by the pacing of this episode. <laughs> this
1: was directed by Leslie Linka Glatter, or uh, LLG. Um, that, she, yeah. she directed uh, an episode from the last season. She's also directed a lot of great television over the years. She uh, One of my favorite shows, Homeland. She's done a lot of those. Oh, wow. So she's episodes. still in the game. Yes, she is. She's awesome. Um, and so she directs this one. So... This aired on October 13th, 1990, and we start out um, at the hospital, and Ronette is losing her mind, Mm -hmm. and they are trying uh, wholeheartedly to sedate her. Um, The reason she is is because someone has been in the room. Um, We find out that her IV had been tainted, uh, so that, like, blue Kool-Aid stuff... That's not like what she's supposed to have in her IV. Um, I think Albert says it looks like dye, and mm. they find out there there was a, a, a bee placed under her fingernail. So, the letter B. The, the letter person. B part. Yeah. Part of not, yeah, not a bumblebee. Me. Yeah. No, that would be really, really cruel.
0: A tiny, tiny
1: bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a big fat bumblebee. <laughs> I would, you would have to really try hard to sedate me, too.
0: Yeah, that would uh, be hard. <laughs> the, buzzing, the buzzing alone would probably be...
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's live? I, okay, now that's even a, a notch uh, higher. Well, what's the fun of putting a bee under someone's fingernail if it's <laughs> if not going to be
0: alive? T- <laughs> you heard of a bee in your bonnet, right? Well, no, have
1: a one under your fingernail. Yeah, good luck getting that out. Of course it's alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stinger out. So, because the you know we we've seen this before, the letter under the nail, uh, you know Cooper's convinced like this is the killer because the letters were never made public. Even though the sheriff's like, look, there's twenty four hour security, but whatever, the killer's been able to do this, make this happen. Mm -hmm. Cooper mentions his dream, uh, I think for the first time to Albert and the sheriff, and he mentions the three clues. And, um, (laughs) and he talks about the giant and Albert has a great, uh, like kind of sarcastic, uh, any relation to the dwarf comment. Um, anyway, we are leaving the hospital and Mm -hmm. we are off to Harold Smith and, um, Dallas, Yes sir. I think Harold Smith is my Josie. Okay, yeah,
0: I could see that. I I, could I see that.
1: like it's when you obviously have seen this episode, we get to the end of this episode, you know why he's important, but mm-hmm. I, I it's just it's so I labor through his And it's not like a bad he's not a bad actor. I just don't like being around him. Um With with lines like "Would you like some lemonade?" I've also got some saltines and apple butter. Or would you like to wash your hands? (laughs) (laughs) I would also like to put knives into my eyeballs and do something else. Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: He's not a very. There's nothing. There's not a lot behind him, and uh, I mean, maybe there is in the future of the show. I don't know, but yeah, he he kind of seemed like one of those characters that. uh, You know, would be like, would you know, would be a one episode character on on a lot of other
1: shows, sure. So, the backstory of this guy is we don't know really why, but he just is he won't leave, so that's why he's on the Meals on Wheels route. There's a little bit of a kind of a technical thing where in the last episode, too, we see her leave a note for him, and then when he calls her at her house. She says, "I got your note," and they talk about it here too. But we never see that happen. We never see her get a note from him, so it's kind of weird. I, I, and I didn't, couldn't find anything about that. But anyway, I'm gonna blame Bob Engels. Probably, Laura Engels is Dad's fault. Fault, for that. yeah. Um, maybe the clue. Maybe there's a clue in Little House. Um, <laughs> maybe he left it for her in Little House on the Prairie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, i'll have to read through. It was the home.
2: Again.
1: It was the homecoming episode of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, rest which in is, peace.
1: Which is a Scrooge joke for none of you. Okay, um, so yes, Harold Smith is really my Josie. I wrote that again in my notes. <laughs> I wrote that twice. <laughs> um, so he talks about how he knew Laura. They were friends. When Laura started working Meals on Wheels, and um, he says, you know, Donna's like, well, you know, why didn't she mention you to me? And he says that Laura liked to think of me as a mystery in her life. Um, Donna wants to know why he asked her to come there. And he says, you know, he wanted to give Donna this flower. We know what we know of Harold is he loves uh, his suspenders, but he also loves flowers. So he's got, you know, he's got flowers growing and he's into that what do you call it a horticulturist culturalist is that what that, that is sounds, dallas yeah it sounds right sure so he he gives Donna a flower to place on laura's grave he can't leave the house Donna's going to do this for him um and when he's getting the flower she sees this piece of paper in his bookshelf and then she decides she's going to try to take it which is like that seems like a great idea um and i wrote twin peaks more like good ideas
2: <laughs> Strong. I, I also Strong. <laughs> i also wrote
1: that uh harold looks like he would have been in that movie singles oh yeah good call you know what i mean like he would have been he would have been like a guy like, like the, the friend a Phil Collins album he'd have been like the friend next door who like who uh you know no one really like liked i don't know
0: yeah, no, I get you.
1: Um, anyway, and then I wrote again, Josie. So I really I have a thing for Harold. Um, <laughs> we're let's we let us we can not quickly enough move back to the sheriff station where there's actual plot happening. So Cooper has um, the letters RBT written in a circle on a, the chalkboard, uh, and he talks about the four people who have seen him. He says he he has seen uh, Bob. Sarah, Ronette and Maddie, who he says has seen her in the last couple days. days. Um, and then he mentions the giant again. And Albert has a great line about you get, did you give him the beans you were supposed to use to buy the cow? <laughs> <laughs> Which I really, I needed that after that whole Harold Smith scene. Yeah. Um, Albert then gives us this report uh, on, The forensics he's been doing so cocaine in james's bike which we knew wasn't james turns out to not be james's it was leo's um so they think it's leo's coke we obviously know bobby took it and planted it in james's motorcycle uh the b that was on the letter not the bumblebee that you and i were ruminating about uh is was from flesh world yes um the image of Bob, the police sketch, cleared all databases, so he ran it by, you know, FBI CIA, whatever. Uh no one has seen this guy. And on a side note, he mentions that Coop was shot with a Walter PPK, which is James Bond's gun. Which that's uh, fun. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's why it sounded familiar.
1: Yeah. Um, sure uh he says that it's James Bond's gun. Like I didn't I didn't just pull that out of my
0: Oh, well then that's why that sounds
1: familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a line in the show.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Um I'm following. You. There's a there's a this is great. Uh Sheriff says uh is there anything else we should be working on and he says yeah, you should try not dragging your knuckles on the ground when you walk. And uh Sheriff, you know, goes to threaten him and then this is when Albert has this one of the best moments of the show. And um you know, he kind of gives him the "you listen here," and he says, uh, "You know, my con- my concerns are global." Um, <laughs> but yeah. basically, that you know, uh, he's he's nonviolent. He chooses to follow in the path of King and Gandhi, and uh, and that boils down to love. In I love you, Sheriff Truman. Um, yeah, it's I, fan- Sean. Yeah, Sean, you gotta you gotta I, go.
0: I, no, I don't. Hold on one second. Sam just walked in.
1: Hi. For the listener at home, I've texted my wife that I'm gonna be podcasting. So when she comes home she's to walk in and not make eye contact until I tell her that I'm done. At which point then bad. I will ask her, Hey honey, how was your day? Did you have a good day? Yeah, I had a great podcast. No, Dallas had to stop when Sam walked in. No, I no. know, I guess he doesn't talk to her are, ahead of time and let her know that they're podcasting.
0: We'll be done. When? Soon.
1: I'm leaving all of this in. Where did you start? I'm for you just at home. This is probably years. more interesting than Dallas and I talking about Twin Peaks. In fact, I may start a podcast about what it's like to podcast when you're married. <laughs> and your wife works till 10 o'clock at night. By the I way, like only- Dallas's wife just got yeah. home. My wife's still at work. Really? This Aaron's is why I need this podcast. Nonsense. Oh, are you listening?
0: Oh, same. Yeah. They're in California.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You still work. Hey, hey I Sam! still at work. Sam, why are you such a slacker?
0: He's saying she's he's saying why are you such a slacker? Because <laughs> you're home now <laughs> That's why his wife's still at work. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: You come home before ten PM, huh? because
0: Well, you said you were gonna be off at ten, so I tried to plan around that. I did. What time is it? It's ten. Off at ten, not home at ten. My wife's now opening packages next to the microphone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Oh man, we're gonna to we're return, return some stuff. Yeah, the last time I recorded with Travis, she was pouring change and all the and yeah. on all the tables. <laughs> right. she's very supportive. One
2: of my finer moments. I'm
0: hungry. Eat some food. I'm oh my
1: gosh, I can't. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm seriously, gonna, I'm gonna go.
0: <laughs> okay, let's go back to recording so we can finish.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, I was in the middle of detailing my favorite part of the show. I'm sorry. I know. Is, I was trying is, to hold off. I mean, the podcast, which is where I end it. I quit. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Albert's speech, which is one of my probably my top five moments in Twin Peaks.
0: It is like a really unexpected uh, turn But yes. I also enjoyed it a lot
1: It is unexpected and enjoyable I agree with you um, the way and, Yeah, delivered just perfectly by uh, Miguel Ferrer, the actor who, God bless him, he's fantastic He was also wonderful in Hot Shots Part due.
0: He's also good in The Stand Yep And Traffic Yep Yeah, he's great
1: he is great. I saw him at a Foo Fighters concert one time and I said, "I think you're awesome." And he said, "Thank you." <laughs> that was nice of him. <laughs> yeah. Um so anyway, James has been cleared and they let him know uh you know, and Coop gives him the like, "I don't want to see you in here again." Anyway, um we get to Lucy, the man behind the glass. She's uh she's looking for words that have rb and t in them and um (laughs) so just let people know the way i normally do this is i watch the show like twice and i make notes but i haven't we were supposed to record this a couple nights ago so i I haven't really looked at my notes in a couple days and the next thing i wrote is that dick tremaine is my harold smith (laughs) 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 sorry i'm gonna enjoy my own notes if no one else's um one of the problems I start to have with the second season is they just start throwing in new characters where I don't think they are necessarily needed. And I feel that way about Dick Tremaine and maybe a little bit about Harold Smith. Um, but maybe less about Harold Smith. Cause I guess he is kind of plot related, but Dick Tremaine is this guy who works for horn department store. And we find out that he's been dating Lucy and anyway, yeah hawk comes in and he starts helping lucy with the kind of coming up with names the rbt and he does it in a really funny way to kind of uh let us know how he feels about dick tremaine and uh and it's kind of how we feel about dick tremaine too um dick tremaine i love hawk he's fantastic
0: yeah we haven't S- seen much of hawk the last couple no episodes. we need
1: we need more hawk we need yeah. less new characters and more hawk <laughs> um, this is when Leland comes in and, um, what's funny is Leland left yesterday, like the, the, at the last episode in the middle of the episode to go tell the sheriff and now he finally gets to the sheriff's station. So, um, he tells them that, you know, he's, he's seen Bob, he kind of, he kind of goes over what he had said to the Horn brothers in the last episode, um, that it was his summer home and he grew up at. Uh, And he says the name was Robertson, which Coop kind of snaps his fingers and goes, oh, Robertson, the RBT. Um, He says he lived in a a white house, and he said uh, that he used to flick matches at him and say, do you want to play with fire, little boy? Which Coop instantly goes, you know, that's our guy. Um, Yeah. With all the kind of references to fire, the fire walk with me, Coop is sure that this is the dude. Um, and so I think they're planning on checking out that house, uh, by Pearl Lakes. So we're off to the double R where Dick is taking Lucy out for lunch. And I'd like to get through this as quickly as I can. Basically the, (laughs) the gist of it is Lucy and Dick dated and they got, drunk and Lucy's now pregnant and Dick hadn't called her and she's pissed off and Dick's not a good guy. Um, and we find out kind of the end of this, the last two lines that they have kind of showcase where they're at. And he says, uh, you know, she said, you're going to do something special. And he said, you know what? I promised you address at my 20% employee discount. <laughs> and she <laughs> yells at him in front of all of the double R diner, uh, patrons, How about a maternity dress? Yeah. So, so there we go. Um, and then Maddie and James are at a booth, and James is, you know, just right back yeah. in that kind of emo. Just
0: being James.
1: Just being James, and Maddie is, you know, she's trying to comfort him. She's holding his hand. And Donna walks in and sees this, of course. Um hmm Oh, and then I wrote that, that guitar p- starts, p- started playing that from the episode, two episodes ago, like that guitar that, where he was singing and I like my body tensed up.
0: <laughs> oh, see, I didn't hear that guitar. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's in there when, when James is talking to Maddie That's funny. and he's talking to Maddie, he's kind of saying, you know, kind of how different, how weird Donna has been and, there's a great line about in the first episode how she wanted to do it with me between the bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Donna walks in. So she sees them. She's upset. She starts talking up, you know, Harold as a way to get James kind of jealous.
0: Yeah. but don't um, think it's going to work.
1: I don't think it's going to work.
0: Also, I've noticed that Donna looks about three years older every episode this season. <laughs> I don't understand what it is, but they they waited
1: for 3 years between episodes.
0: That's what it seems like. They're
1: still filming season 2 right now. <laughs> um Doubt it. So at, at One Eye Jacks, uh Emery, who's the guy who would hire the girls, he worked at um Horns Department Store. We've seen him before. He is freaking out because uh they've got Ben Horns' daughter and she is on heroin. Um, Mm -hmm. and so Blackie's kind of telling him to shut up, um, you know, that she's got a plan. And the one thing of note in this scene is that she talks about kind of the state they have Audrey in and she says, just like her daddy did to me, um, which kind of gives us a little bit of a backstory as to Blackie and Ben, um, Mm -hmm. We're back at this station where we see um Philip Gerard, the one armed man, selling those shoes that we knew uh he had tried to earlier in the in the first season when he had talked to the sheriff, he said, Hey, you know, I'd love to outfit the department with shoes and so he's he's got his shoes. Um And then at that point he sees the the sketch, the police sketch of Bob and he's kinda starts he's something's wrong um so he says you know i need to i need i have i need a bathroom i have this medicine i have to take Mm -hmm. and so sheriff tells him where to go um shelly is there at the sheriff station and she obviously came in here with a plan she doesn't want to testify against good old leo um So Coop kind of knows what she's doing, and he, so he kind of gets her out of there. He's like, you know what? Fine, I'm sure. I'm sure Leo, who you love, will come back to you, and everything will be great.
0: I'm also confused. Sorry about the one-armed man because I feel like he was set up in the first season to be something weird and maybe not good.
1: Yeah, but remember, I'm
0: not sure when the like the character shift happened.
1: Well, so they they found him. Remember, that's when they staked out the motel, mm-hmm. and um, and then he has, you know, no record. He doesn't know any of the people they're asking about, like um, because he they talk about. You know, it's funny. I'm trying to think now. Did they show him the photo of that, and he goes, oh, "I've never seen that guy in my life," and then now he's saying. But he doesn't say he looks familiar. Yeah, I don't
0: remember if they showed him the photo in the hotel. I just remember, like, they find him in the hotel, and then it's, like, this weird thing. And then the next time we see him is, like, being weird in the sheriff's office, like, saying he needs to see the sheriff. So, but then we never see him again. So
1: we can get into this now because it's in this episode. There's One of the, the clues the giant leaves is without chemicals, he points. And we know that now is about Philip Girard. So – you know they did question him in the first season, but whatever drug he's taking keeps his his memory, you know, suppressed. Uh, so okay. it could be that at this point, that is worn off when he's in the sheriff's station and he sees that photo. Because I'm pretty sure they show him the photo because because Cooper sees him in his dream, and that's why they want to talk to him.
2: Mm-hmm. But he,
1: but when they talk to him, he's like, I have no idea who that is. Um. You know he he knows the veterinarian named Bob, but he doesn't know this guy they're looking for. So yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that's the story here. Makes um, sense. So, um, so yeah. So Julie goes
0: not Julie Julie she- Shelly Shelly. Wow. So yeah, Shelly goes in to not testify against Leo.
1: Yes, she says she doesn't want to testify, and Coop instantly kind of knows that something's going on. And the question is, all right, well, it's probably not Shelly's idea. Whose idea is that? We know it's Bobby's idea. Um, Bobby's got all the good ideas. Bobby's, hey, Twin Peaks, great ideas. <laughs> um, so then this is when we see Gerard and he's like trying to get his medication, but he he doesn't in time, and it's kind of a cool. I mean, it was like kind of a cool shot where they come up and over the stall, um, and he opens the door and he's kind of different, right? Like he's a different guy. Yeah, it's like and a, he's, yeah. He so he knows he knows Bob and he says, um you know, he says, I know you're near, I'm after you now. Um so we go to the Great Northern and this is when Coop confronts Ben about Audrey. You know, Coop's worried about Audrey. And um As he should be. But this is kinda of when Ben I think Coop kind of bums Ben out when he asks if there's problems at home. And so this is when Ben Horn gets kind of defensive and is like, you know, is there something outside of the uh, scope of professional concern here? And Cooper says, you know what, like we're friends, that's all. But then Ben kind of gives him this, you know, you better watch out. You better watch watch what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. But and then it's very kind of uh, condescending when he's like, you know what, well, like you'll be the first person to know when she comes home. So. <clears throat> You know, it's just Ben doing his thing.
0: Dude, Ben being Ben.
1: Ben's got a Ben. He was very, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ben's got a Ben.
0: Ben's got to be a Ben. He's got to get that cigar going.
1: Yeah. Uh, And it's worth noting that the long-haired Asian man is uh, still scoping out Coop. Jackie Chan. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't know that. We know it's not Jackie Jan.
0: We have no idea. It's, it's 1990. Things are different.
1: <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx had yet to come out in a different who, world. Who's going to win tomorrow, Dallas? Jackie Jan. T- for people who don't know, t- tonight is the eve of the election. I'm curious. Who who you think is going to win?
0: Um, <laughs> am I, if I'm going with what I feel like is going to happen, I, I, I think it's going to be Hillary. I don't see how it's not going to be Hillary. Um, yeah. yeah, I just don't see it really. I don't see it happening for Trump. Um, but am I worried that Trump will win? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because uh, people who vote uh, are usually old white people, and who,
1: who aren't on social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, the most of the old white people support Trump and um or or just republicans who are just going to vote for republicans yeah um so I, that that's what worries me is because for all the people who tweet out go vote they usually don't yeah so so it will be interesting are I you think. Get,
1: well, are you gonna vote tomorrow am i going to yeah
0: yeah of course i'm gonna vote yeah i vote every election man
1: already did that buddy By by mail. By mail is the way to go. I
0: know. I should have done that.
1: Oh, my gosh. And it took me two days because there's 8,000 measures, and they're all like serious and about death penalty and weed. Yeah. I was like, I want to be informed. I'm caught up on those measures. Okay.
0: Good. Because I I listen to a podcast called San Diego Decides, (laughs) part of the voice of San Diego podcast network.
1: Little shout out there. All right, we, yeah. we we're not gonna get too far. We got enough Twin Peaks to talk about. i was just curious. Yeah. Um. And uh, I guess we'll all but find I'm out. I'm voting
0: for Je- I'm voting for Jill Stein.
1: I'm voting for Jeb Bush.
0: <laughs> I'm voting for Jill Bush.
1: Jill Bush. Um. <clears throat> I'm gonna vote for Ben Horn. Good call. I'm gonna vote for Michael Parks, who's in this next scene. <laughs> Very good segue. He's Jean Renault, So this is uh jacques brother jacques and bernie we we've seen we didn't see a lot of bernie but he was in uh you remember bernie from the book house and then uh, Mm -hmm. leo killed him um but so this is their older brother and he is so french canadian um he's he's uh taking care of he's tending to audrey in this and uh he's giving her the whole like here's some caramel and some heroin thing um this is when Emery meets uh, Jean, who is uh, also conveniently doing Blackie's sister, um, and he's there because he wants to get Cooper to kind of to re- re- revenge of, uh, for his, you know, the death. He blames Cooper for his, his brother's deaths. Yes.
0: Yeah, as you should.
1: And um, so that's what he's doing there, and they kind of explain to Emery what his part's going to be, and... This is what Blackie kind of had in mind this whole time. So, um and the end at the end of this, Jean says, you know, we can't let the girl live now. So we're we're now a little bit more worried for Audrey than we were before this scene started.
0: Yeah, I've never felt any worry for Audrey.
1: Um <laughs> speaking of you feeling worry, uh, back at the station, Harry gets a call that Josie's coming home. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and Harry S- Go ahead. Do we do we find out that it's been Josie as the long-haired Asian guy the whole time? She <laughs> just put her hair in a ponytail. It's
1: funny that you should mention that. Um, no, so <laughs> uh, Harry kind of pleads to Cooper that he wants to talk to Josie first, and um, you know, first Coop's a little like, you know, we can't let our personal feelings get in the way, but he decides to let Harry have that have that chance to talk to Josie. Um, Hawk comes in, thank God. Hawk, we love you. Uh, he's been you know, because 'cause he's been out doing work, right? Not just sitting around wasting he's tracking. up tracking. He's not wasting up uh precious plot time. He's getting stuff done.
0: Yeah, he's out tracking.
1: He's a he's a tracker. Mm. Oh. Um so the White House has been boarded up, there's no records. This is the White House where Leland said Bob lived when he was a little boy. That Mm -hmm. kind of, that trail is cold right now. He's calling, I think he called the, the, um, he's trying to figure it out, you know, who lived there. Um, This is when they find out that uh, the one-armed man had been gone for a while now, and he's missing. So this is when Coop finds, they go to the bathroom, they find the needle. This is when he gets the, without chemicals, he points um, clue. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we have kind of gotten to all three of the clues that the giant gave him, right? Do you remember them? Uh, the owls. Now, that was so, the second
0: one. The first one was... The body that hangs in the smiley face.
1: Yes, that was that Jacques was dead. Yeah, the second was the owls, and that was the, the dream where he saw the owl go over Bob's face. And yep. now the last one is about Philip Girard. Um We get to see Nadine and...
0: Oh, perhaps my favorite scene.
1: I know. It's so fantastic. Um, they're, they're drugging her and, and Hank's like, what is this necessary? And Doc Herod says that she ripped apart two leather restra- restraints, um, <laughs> and that she's pumping out more adrenaline than a wildcat well. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he recommends to Ed that he sings to her and, uh. Ed's like, all right, but you you gotta leave. You gotta leave the room, and so we get this really great scene where he's talking to her and he's like, "Honey, you know, I they told me to sing to you, but I have no idea what you'd want me to sing." And so he sings "Old Smoky," mm-hmm. and it's beautiful.
0: Classic love song.
1: And and uh, I never, I don't think I actually knew the real lyrics to it because it was like always the one where it was about the meatball. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, on top of old, on top of spaghetti, all,
1: all covered with cheese.
0: Uh lay my poor meatball. When
1: somebody sneezed. Yeah. But it's actually like this kind of, you know, sweet song that he's singing to her. And um, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, it's a sweet song. She's uh she starts kind of moving and starts clapping and it's like the only thing I could think of was it's alive.
0: Yeah, it was super creepy. <laughs> It just backs up all my feelings about Nadine.
1: Uh, and Ed is Ed is um freaking out like we all are. And uh she comes to and she thinks she's in high school. So this should be fun.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't faze me. That's classic Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so, um, Jacoby is, he's, uh, Riff is in the hospital and he's got the candles going and his wife, his wife, Iolani is there. Cooper and Truman have come to hypnotize him, uh, to try to get some info on, uh, he was in the room the night Jacques was killed. And so they're going to hypnotize him and see if he'll remember anything. So, um, Coop starts reading the script, and it's like this kind of golfing scenario. Um, they almost lose Harry for a second. Coop kind of gets him to snap back into reality. And um, he says he smells engine oil in the park, um, which is a clue. I'm not going to say anything more than that. But, okay. um he says in the room, he's back in the room, and he says, I know him. And so we're going to find out uh, who he sees at the end of the episode. Um, then there's a segue with an owl. And I wrote, is this one what it seems? Hmm. Some Good question. Are, some of them aren't what they seem.
0: <laughs> According to the giant. <laughs>
1: I was just curious if this owl is, you know, an owl it or if it's something could else. An
0: owl or could have been uh could have been one of the Horn brothers disguised.
1: Trying to get that smoked cheese, uh smoked pig cheese thing.
0: Smoked pig cheese, yeah.
1: Um
0: owls love smoked pig cheese.
1: The uh yeah, the number one predator of smoked pig cheeses. <laughs> it's like that's their favorite prey. Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's very still.
1: Laura Flynn Boyle is at uh, Laura Palmer's grave. And uh, she's bringing Harold's flower. And it's a great scene. I think that she's good. I think she's a good actress. Kind of, I think people hate on her, but... I well, mean, sometimes yeah. she goes over the top, but I think in this case, it's she's a high school senior. She's very over the top. Like, it's just kind of... I think she plays the character you know true to form i think it's it's a good scene and she's got some good lines about how you know um, you know most of the time we were trying to solve your problems and we still are and then that line at the end about they didn't bury you deep enough um
0: yeah yeah i mean
1: not only did i think this is she's a good actress i think this is well written by laura Engels' dad um
0: no, I think this was uh, probably one of the scenes that I think um I don't know, like it's hard to explain because it's I felt it was one of the scenes where he actually got something like real in the show.
1: Sure, sure.
0: You know, where well, like, it this, wasn't they, ri- it wasn't written in a weird way and it wasn't presented in a weird way. It was yeah. like how someone would probably react to yes. something
1: like this. I think that's that's well said. Um she's uh she's fi- you know, she finally tells Laura about James. She's kind of like having this really heart-to-heart. Um, you know, obviously this is her best friend. She misses her a lot. Um, but she's still frustrated with, yeah. with Laura. Um, we're at the Packer house where uh, James James's mom has come home. And we never see James's mom in the show. Um, but apparently they filmed this scene. And uh, it's never been released or anything. But James, I guess, his mom was in the show and then... We never got to see her, but basically, he's really upset, <clears throat> and the guitar starts playing again. God, <laughs> please don't sing. Um, and I I'm think bummed that,
0: that, I want to go. I want to go watch yeah, this again it's so in I can the, hear the It's play. in
1: there, dude. It's so in there. Um, and then uh, Donna, Donna just like walks in. Like this is in her house. She just walks in. And the two of them are like, they're not kissing. They're really close. And so she just is like freaking out and bails. No, they kiss. They kiss one time. They kiss. Okay. So she sees that. Like a then, slight, slight kiss. No, yeah. And then yeah. James James, just like clears the Palmer's occasional table. like <laughs> The occasional table. <tip>. Like <laughs> l- lamp, you know, family photos just all off.
2: Yeah,
0: uh-huh. I was like, "Come
1: yeah. on, man! That was our wedding lamp."
0: No way, man! F that occasional
1: table. <laughs> I was like, "Donna, come back! <clears throat> Donna, come back!" And she's like driving yeah. an Astro van. What? What? Did, what is Donna driving?
0: Well, probably her parents' van. She Remember, she's <clears throat> only sixteen.
1: I guess maybe that's the Meals on Wheels van.
0: Oh, that's a good call. Probably that.
1: I was just wondering why she had a Ram van. Um. And then we and,
0: Well no, and then we get James in the middle of the street. Yeah, just,
1: that's he's just oh possibly
0: Frank. A, possibly acting worse than anyone has on television. He's
1: really <laughs> frustrated because he knows he's gotta go back in and pick up all the pieces of that lamp.
0: Yeah, well. But the pro, but no, you I think you're gliding over the fact that it was the worst acting I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Him yelling down the street and like a really weird, way. just the weirdest. We went from like a great scene with Donna.
1: Yeah, but to- he's, I mean, he's frustrated. Like, think nothing's going right for James. James was over at the Palmer House because, um, you know, his mom came home. But the problem is, he sh- he should have gone to Donna's house. Well, he that's should've. your. That's your new girlfriend of three days.
0: <laughs> Teenagers make a lot of mistakes, especially when it comes to occasional tastes. Maddie,
1: Maddie's your girlfriend of like two hours. You got to go, you know. Got to go
0: with history, bro.
1: You got to dance with the girl you came with
0: <laughs> to the Palmer house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pick I love a, it. Pick a side, James. Um, <laughs> and quit clear. <laughs> just quit clearing a- people's occasional tables that aren't yours <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Maddie Maddie apparently downs a bottle of Jack Daniel's speaking of acting cuz the next mm-hmm. scene she's like like she's so upset that she sounds like she's just smashed um mm-hmm. she's like I don't know what day it is anyway um this is when you know Leland's trying to console her, um, and Cooper and the sheriff come in and uh, and tell him he's under arrest. Mm-hmm. So we now know who Riff who Riff saw that night, um, and we already knew that because we saw him that night when that. We always
0: see. I can always see Riff.
1: We can only see Riff. He's always there. Well, we saw, but we saw Leland do this. We mm-hmm. saw him yeah, yeah. kill John. Sure,
0: sure, sure, sure. But um, Riff's always there.
1: But, but Riff was there and he's mm-hmm. still there. Um, this is when Harold goes back to, or Donna goes back to Harold now because Donna literally now has no one. But I, mm-hmm. then I wrote, like, aren't you a high school girl with like a mother and two sisters? Could you not go to any of them? Yeah. Like you're and- you're going to go to the, sh- the shut-in who you just met that day? But didn't he, did he already offer her lemonade in the first scene? But, and saltines with apple butter? She because you go back for
0: that, you know? She
1: says, I don't. I didn't know where else to go. It's like, really? You didn't know where anywhere else to go?
0: Well, she wanted that comfort food. That good old Twin Peaks comfort she's like, food.
1: She's like, I'd like some saltines and apple butter, and I'd also like to wash my hands. Is that offer still on the table? <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's not, Donna. Sorry. Where, we, we wash our hands in the morning in this where, house.
1: <laughs> where did you get those suspenders? Um, and then uh, Harold goes to. Uh, I, he does go to get her something like water.
0: Yeah, I think it was at her water, but he was. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that.
1: And this is when she uh, she sees a flower. She goes to see the flower. She looks down on the table. She finds the secret diary of Laura Palmer,
0: mm, and dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. we find ourselves at the end of another episode of Dish in the Percolator, Dallas. <laughs> so
0: uh, I, have, I have
1: a couple questions. Sure. The first one is: Do you like this show?
0: <laughs> um. Oh man, what a what a what a question.
1: I don't know yet. Where would you rank the show between, like, the Godfather movies? Um, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: not even close okay. to any of them. Between, even the deleted between, scenes.
1: Between JFK Disc 1 and JFK Disc 2, <laughs> where do you put Twin Peaks?
0: Um, I put it... Oh, I'm man. making
1: I'm making jokes for people. These are some of Dallas's favorite things, and I'm 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 setting it up against <laughs> impossible comparisons um, for you. Yeah,
0: I don't listen. I don't dislike the show. Um, I feel like it's one of those shows that. Uh, like I'm watching it, and i'm I'm having there there are the scenes that I really enjoy with the characters I really enjoy. And I feel like this show, if it was made, say, in the last ten years, it would probably be a better show, yeah, in some respects, but a worse show in other respects. And so that's why I am actually interested to see how they work season three because, like with season with a show like this, And probably one of the reasons why it started to fail is because there's so many characters, there's so many things that you're trying to keep up with. Whereas, like in a show, you know, nowadays, like that would be relegated to like a Game of Thrones scenario where like you're only in for ten episodes, you know. So you kind of have to shore it all up as best you can. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, I think though, one of the things you wouldn't get though is that you wouldn't get a lot of the fun. A Lot of fun in the show. I don't know. There's like like Cooper's obviously really fun. Um uh Miguel Ferrara is really fun. Yeah. You know, so I think there's like I, I don't know if you would get those performances like if it was done now, if that makes sense. Like I feel like they would try to make it too gritty. Sure. So it's interesting. I, th- I try to put it up with what I would be watching right now. That's why I, th- I bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't dislike the show. There are episodes, and there are definitely characters that I can't stand. That I think would probably <laughs> have got. They would have been gotten rid of had the show been on around now. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I so don't
1: know. Who who are some of your favorite characters? Um, uh, like Josie? The, besides 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 Josie besides Cooper ha- Harold.
0: Um. <laughs> No, I think. Well, Cooper. The you know, this was probably the first episode where I actually liked Albert. Like what they were trying to do with his character. Yeah. Um, Hawk, obviously. Come on. Uh, Michael Horse. Yeah, Michael Horse. He's good. He's grown on me a lot. I, yeah. I kind of hated him in the first few episodes, but now that he, now I like him. And then, um. And then I don't know. Like, like I like Leland more since he stopped crying all the time <laughs> i think like he's a good actor yes and i feel like he's like actually been able to act this season
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh
0: so yeah so i kind of like leland this season and then i like hate the horn brothers like they really the first season i kind of liked them and now i just can't stand them like they're just like remember the show Mighty Morphin power rangers yeah yeah they remind me of like the fat guy and his skinny sidekick
1: I don't remember it well enough to remember that okay noise. well like
0: every time they're on I feel like there should just be like a tuba playing in the background like <laughs> burp, 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 burp. <laughs> like that's what I feel like they are now
1: they're just like yeah. goofy
0: idiots and I'm like all oh, right I get it
1: yeah um so that's kind of where I'm at okay. is that where you I I don't love it I don't I don't hate it at all yeah no 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 I mean I I I have no like I don't Need you to love it or hate it? If you want to keep talking about it, then the podcast can go on. But yeah, I, sure. But for me, I had no like, oh, you you have to love this because I love this. So I think it's more interesting for me to talk to you about it, like and just have it be a thing where it's not someone who's a big fan, so that like I'm gonna get a different side of it from fresh eyes. You know what I mean? Gotcha. No, I mean, so, yeah,
0: let's keep doing the podcast for sure.
1: And then my final question is Dallas. Yes. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer?
0: Oh, I, it can't be Bob. That's too easy. Um.
1: You know what? Uh, you know what? I actually don't want. To, I don't want you to say because if someone's watching it who hasn't seen it, uh, before and like let's say you guess and i like, i wouldn't want to inform anyone hawk <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it, i don't do you, know let me, I, I, i'll ask this i don't want you to answer yeah, if it, sure. what the name is but do you have someone that you think it is
0: i have two people that i think it is okay um i don't think it's going to be a character we haven't met yet
1: okay
0: i think it's too late in the process <laughs> um but then again like i like i asked you and john i think when john was on like are there a lot of questions that are left unsolved and you guys both said yes but i think you both said that the killer is revealed
1: yes okay yes so the so, killer the killer is revealed um, so yeah i
0: do think it i think it's too late to put somebody new in as the killer or that's just a scapegoat you know bat, like that's a lazy way to do it so I think it's somebody we've met and I have yeah two people who I think probably okay. are. Okay.
1: And I don't want you to tell me cuz I would be I would hate for you to I I don't want to be the reason you find out early like if I don't react well. And I also don't want to give anyone who hasn't seen the show you know reason to jump to a conclusion that may be right or wrong. So um yeah, but I was totally. curious I was curious if you did have someone in mind.
0: Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Well,
1: Definitely. I um, I'm not I don't remember the exact episode. We'll know when we get there, but it's not too far into the second season where we're going to find out. So, oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but this was uh, this was fun, and thanks uh, thanks to your wife for lending me lending you to me for.
0: I'll let her know.
1: My wife's still at work, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Ten thirty-six p.m. at night. Ooh. Yep. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Send flowers.
0: Send flowers.
1: Send chocolate. Send video games.
0: Oh man! Send songs written by James and Donna and Maddie.
1: Send me some guitar tracks isolated so I can sing over them. From um. From that, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> this just got really sad. I'm f- I'm fine, everyone. As long as I have all of you.
0: Yeah. So all
1: of you, please keep listening Alright um, And we will get to the next episode Which I don't know the funny translated title of But it'll be season 2, episode 4
0: Can't wait
1: I'm excited And look, yeah. we, look it, we did this one in a week It didn't take us four months And we'll have a new president by then
0: Won't that be fun?
1: Oh, we may not be here in a week, Dallas We may not
0: be allowed to use the internet in a week
1: <laughs> The internet may not be a thing so if We will it, see If I can get this uploaded in time, then thank you for listening. And if this is the last one, well, then you're right. It was Hawk. (laughs) See you next week. Mm, yeah.
2: Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't? Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch. So warm. The stars still shine bright. The mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes. Something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling falling. Are we falling in love? That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamplin.